the yeah. broadcast is live. <laughs> what up? What's going on? Blessings and love. Welcome, everyone. Welcome in. So I got my boy Sober Junkie over here. SJ, as I like to call him. Yes. Um, so I know uh, we did our interview last year. You were one of my first interviews, actually. That's so dope. So that's crazy that it's like a year later, full circle. Right. But uh, I know we talked a lot about um, your story and everything. And then today's National Overdose Awareness Day. Yeah. Which we found out about like two years. I think they started it two years ago or maybe my mom found it two years ago. But um, they do like events for that in Jersey. So like last year we went home for that. I went home to like they had a whole thing where the parents talk or whoever, you know, lost someone oh. else and. So That's they really so cool. like, recognize it because Jersey is like really bad with the addiction with the opioids and the you know, and it's crazy not to interrupt you. My friends um, can't talk too much about it who it is yet, but they're actually opening a dispensary in Jersey. Yes, and um, because I feel like you know cannabis was my exit drug, and I tell everybody that THC saved my life. Um, you know, and I use CBD now. I've kind of made the transition um, after nine years. THC wasn't working for me no more. You know, I started to get paranoid and some other things, you know, and I was probably smoking more than I needed to, to be honest, you know. Um, and uh, but I'm so big on utilizing it as a way out, you know, that that withdrawal is so scary. And so many of us end up overdosing. So many of us end up losing our life, you know, because we can't or because we start to withdraw. And or we get clean a couple of days and then we relapse and we go do, you know, a shot and end up not coming back. And it's like so many people have been lost. So now with them being out in Jersey, I'm going to actually be going to Jersey a lot because these are really close friends of ours. And nice. um, I want my kick kit to be out there to be available to the addicts. Your what? My kick kit. What's so it's a, it's a seven to 10 day withdrawal kit using THC. Wow. What the so fuck? you can get through that rough part, you know, because that's what everybody's afraid of. They're always right. like, oh, bro, I start going through the withdrawal process and I can't take it. I, I, there's no way. And I'm like, yo, if there was a way that I did it, because that's what I did. I just smoked purple. My wife got me an ounce of weed and I smoked weed and I ate pizza. You know, and it was horrible. Life. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, that is the life, right? <laughs> um, but I, it got me through it. Then we talked about that. So, but yeah, Jersey's hit hard, you know, Jersey's been hit hard and where I'm going, I'm actually going to be headed out to New York on Thursday and uh, up by Buffalo. And it's the same thing, you know, the, the whole East coast, man, these opiates, man. And, uh, and H is, is just ravaging, especially since this COVID crap, like so many people have become addicts. So many people have relapsed. I, I mean, it know? just like was a negative for everyone's mental health, you know, right. COVID. For most yes. People. In general in general yeah absolutely so i mean i know that uh you told me on the show you overdosed eight times six times six, six times, times. Yeah. Okay. so probably more than six to be honest with you but six times that i recollect you know what i mean um because i would go out you know there's times where you know there's different types of overdosing with people there's different severity i think levels of it you know and um there's not coming back from it you know, and, and I feel that because of that, I know the creator. I know God got me here for a reason, you know, to be able to come back to this. That's why today is so crazy. And you're the one that told me about this day. You remember? Mm -hmm. I, I thought didn't know I didn't know if you knew or not. Yeah. Well, look, 
It's my grandfather's birthday. Is it? Rest in peace. Yeah. R.I.P. It's yeah, my mom's so, birthday, and it's my uh, friend that passed away from cancer's birthday too. So it's like today is just like so many things, wow. you know. So I just woke up and like let everything go, and then I was like, okay, we're gonna have a good day because you know it's easy to get like in your head, but I feel like I've been doing really well with controlling it. Awesome. Well, you know what, and and don't feel alone because you know we all go through it, right? And I think it's awesome that you become strong enough to deal with it. And I think it's awesome that you have your podcast and that you're reaching people and that you're doing what you do. And like today, no one else hit me up for this. No one else reached out and was like, yo, it's National Overdose Day. Like I was telling my friends at Dope Sick. I'm like, do you realize what today is? He was like, what? And I was like, dude, it's National Overdose Day, like Awareness Day. And he was like, whoa. So they went and made a post. And I was just like, yeah, I'll be doing a podcast later on. Um, and it's like, you care. And I know you have your reasons, you know, we all do, right? Everybody I think is affected by addiction in a different way, shape or form. I think if you did a poll, pretty much all of us by a third person at least is, has right. been touched by this, you know? And um, so for those of us that are doing something about it, it's a beautiful thing. So thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you being here. You were like, yeah, you jumped into my mind because I was like, you know, who can I talk to that actually wants to share their story and isn't like embarrassed about it? Because a lot of people don't want to talk about their addictions or their past or anything. And so your your story was actually, um, you know, one of the first things that got me into the whole plants over pills thing, because I was like, wow, you can really like get clean with right. cannabis, you know? And so well, it's still too. such a stigmatized drug that each day I'm just you know, learning things and connecting with people to kind of reduce that stigma. So I'm, I feel like blessed to be in Vegas because if I was in Jersey, there would be no way that they would think that THC would help you get off heroin, you know? Right. Right. No, absolutely. And people and don't have the option to even buy it to get off of it. Right. Right. But it's legal now, correct? Out there? Yeah. But they're not I like mean. rushing to build dispensaries. Like they're like, wait, they're like, we'll wait till the last fucking possible time to help people. Like it's crazy. <sighs> Well, like I said, I do have some amazing friends that are working on having a dispensary out there and um, because they're connected to Jersey, too. I've got so many people connected to Jersey. It's crazy. Um, and hopefully when that happens, we're going to have to go out there. You and I are going to take a first class flight because I'm only flying first class now. <laughs> that's your new rule, too. We are not right. first class or no class, baby, you know, but and, and go do what we know what we can do. You know what I mean? And hopefully we'll. Uh, you know, I tell people, they're like, yo, they'll tell me someone posts something, they're copying what you're doing, bro. And I said, great. Hopefully we can inspire some others to do what we're doing. Right? My mama says that. Imitation is the best form yes. of flattery. Yes, it is. And as long as we have them imitate the good stuff, right? You know, if somebody else wants to go out there and be a sober junkie, go be it. You want to so go when help you, folks? Like you say that you have the, um, what's it called? The kit? Yes, like, the kit kit. 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 Kick. kick kick so you know when we get <laughs> right, off like kick it's called it. kicking right. right so it's the kick kick right okay so, so are you saying like okay you're gonna smoke this many times a day or like what's so because of laws right i can't really say how or you know there's okay. all these fucking uh but you're gonna purchase this box and it's gonna have what you need in it to get you through seven to ten days okay. you know what i mean and it's not a miracle it's not going to just completely take the shit away. Um, he's still going to be uncomfortable, but they need to be uncomfortable. Like, 
if it's real easy, us addicts will be like, well, shit, I could relapse and go through that again. But so it's finding that line where you could be like, I want to help them so they don't not go through it. But I don't want to make it so easy as to where they feel like, yo, I could do this again. You right. know? And I know you, you're, is your pup around? Both of them are. Yeah. I just, you just, I had a crazy day at the vet. I thought I was going to have to like literally go in the back and fuck these motherfuckers up to get my dog. No, <laughs> oh, we just I'm lost. I'm sorry about your boss. I know. Cause I, I can't. Yeah. I know. And you're, that's what I love about you too, though. You're, you're an animal person like us. Like people don't get it, you know, and they're so healing. And that's another thing. Um, a lot of addicts I know is getting them the emotional support dogs, because I'm going to tell you right now, like, getting clean and having having a pet like there's there's just such an unconditional love and such a true pure love from an animal that us people can't even give i don't think we're capable of loving like they love you know what i mean we don't deserve animals people are just fucking assholes no absolutely no yeah. you're 100 right i'm like i already like i'm upset because i have two so i'm like oh like which one's gonna go first and then i'm gonna like I was, i'm just like uh Right. So I try not to think about it, but I know you guys are um, struggling with that fucking loss. So I, I understand where you're coming from. No, I know you know the love. So then, and that's important. And that's what we were. Everyone's trying to give me a dog, and I'm like, right now we're grieving. You know, right now we're going through that. Yeah, you, you can't just go get a dog after you put the dog down. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. And I know what people are doing. They just don't. You know, they 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 it's, they're it's in the right. It's from the heart, but it's just like that's my baby. It, it's that was my baby you know right well i mean people don't realize it's like the best worst investment you're like you just put money into it for like 10 15 years and then you like have no other love and then when they die you feel like a piece of your heart's ripped out yeah that part <laughs> so let's go back to talking about addiction and and um yeah so cannabis all right so grimy has oh, something to say person yeah How do you, okay, I'm so blind. You know why? It's because I feel like personally, sis, if I was to answer this one, right? When when I would use cannabis, it does help me kind of deal with things and kind of just push off and not think about it and kind of evade from it. You know what I'm saying? And, and even with other drugs, you kind of just detach. And when you're not on anything or, or, you know, cannabis or any drugs for that matter, you're, you're faced with the reality and people's nonsense gets to you. You know what I mean? In general, like people get to me all the time anyways, but I've, I've kind of learned, like I'm a samurai at it now, you know, like I deal with people with negativity, just, I can kind of, so I've dealt with it so much, you know, right. but when, when you're on something, when you're drinking or when you're intoxicated or whatever, you don't, I don't think you focus on it. And that's probably why it's easier to deal with somebody, you know? Yeah. So I guess he's saying like, question is, ask yourself, why do you feel stressed when you're not oh, high? You me. know, kind of thing. Well, not you. I'm just saying in general, right. I think that's okay. what he's trying to say. But I mean, I, shit, if I don't smoke, you're not talking to me in the morning. So I don't know if it's an internal thing I need to fuck with or whatever, but I've been right. smoking my whole life and <laughs> that's just what it is. <laughs> No, absolutely. And my thing with me though, like it's still the CBD. I still get my CBD first thing in the morning. And you know what? I feel like CBD helps me out more now that I don't use THC. Yeah, I've never used it by itself. Um, I actually just smoked it in a photo shoot yesterday because 
when I smoke the CBD, I don't get high. So it's like my eyes don't get low and shit. <laughs> Cause I was like, there's no way we're on camera. Like, and I'm going to be normal. Like, right. blind. like I'm not, I'm going to be like, ah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You just did not care but, all fucks out the window. <laughs> yeah. But I actually love CBD for like any pain I have. I have like a rolling thing from one of the uh, girls. And then I take, give my mom CBD gummy. She takes those to go to sleep every night or she'll smoke her pen. So it is important for people to realize that the cannabis plant is more than just getting high. It's medicinal. Medicine. Right. Yes, it is real medicine. And I feel like that about all plant medicine, you know, from ayahuasca to DMT. Like, I am very big peyote. I'm, you know, as an indigenous man also, you know, like I'm really big on plant medicine. And that's why it was kind of hard. People in the beginning when I was in, you know, the rooms getting clean and sober and they're like, you're using weed. Like, you're not clean. And I'm like, yeah, I am. And I believe it's still that way. Like, people can use cannabis at whatever they want, CBD, you know, um, Delta 8, whatever it is, you know, <laughs> right. whatever they want. And live a productive life. You're not going to just keep shooting heroin and live a productive life. I'm sorry. Um, the crazy thing to me is that sometimes you don't realize when people are on it because they are so far gone that they have to take it. I remember you to told me normal. you took it to be normal sometimes. Yeah, and absolutely. so a lot of times when I, yeah, so sometimes I would be around my brother and I would be like, oh, he seems fine. But like, he was just that he had to be high in order to seem normal. Like if he wasn't, he wasn't high, I would have known anymore. something was wrong. Right. Absolutely. He starts to itch in and starts tripping and mm -hmm. yeah, no, you're right. Uh, you know, we used to get high and we got high to live, you know, um, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. God, that's so crazy you brought that up. But I also noticed that it feels like it works for so long and then all of a sudden it's boom. You know what I mean? Like there comes a, it comes a time where the train hits off the tracks and hits the wall. It's like, it's keeping you normal. It's keeping you where no one's knowing that you're needing it, but you hit hard. It doesn't last. You know what I mean? With my wife, with my son finding the needles in my shorts, I was so close to hitting my wall. You know, I was so tired of getting loaded already. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know, um, being gone all the time, you know, running from everybody. But like you said, I would have to get high just to be normal. And then not being high, it was kind of crazy. Right. So the chase. And how many years sober are you now? Nine years sober. Yes. Congrats. Yep. Yeah. And I, and I haven't smoked THC and uh, on Monday it'll be three months, but that's not up for everything. Like I tell people, I'm not over here saying, no, it's not that. It's just, I began to get anxiety. You know, I started getting paranoia that led to anxiety. And I don't know if it's what I was smoking. I don't know what it was, but I knew in my heart that, okay, take a chill. You've been smoking for nine years, bro. Right. You know what I mean? Like chill when out. Your body tells you something, listen to it. That part. Pretty much. That part. Yes. And, and like I said, it's not for everybody. Like a lot of my people are like, yo, I'm going to stop now because you stopped. And I'm like, no, 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 no. How do you feel? Don't stop because of me. You know, just like when people tell me, oh, you got me clean, bro. You got you clean. Maybe I inspired or, or, or you know, motivated you a little bit or whatever it is, but you did the work. You know, and the same thing with cannabis. Like don't do something because somebody else does it. Do it because like you said, your body talks to you, your mind's talking to you, listen to it. You know, yeah. and, and I knew it was time and it wasn't easy. You know, that first month, like I didn't go through a physical, but I definitely went through a mental, you know. When you stopped smoking weed? Yeah. Or THC? 
Yeah, THC. Definitely. Oh, yeah. I mean, I stopped for like five months once to get jobs out here in Vegas when I moved. Right. And, um, it was horrible. I was having nightmares. Like, I was definitely. Okay, so going. that's the crazy. I'm still having them. <laughs> I'm still having them. That's the worst part. That's the only thing. It got to the point where I told T, I was like, sis, I might need you to give me like a little bit of THC mixed with CBD that I can smoke before bed because I need these nightmares to stop. They're bad. And they're so fucking real. Real. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I wake up and I'm like, I'm shooting heroin in my sleep. Oof. I'm fighting people. I'm my wife's cheating on me, and my fucking kids are it, bad shit, bad horrible shit. It's not. Was it ever been consistent for three months? Like the nightmare? No, it, it, so yeah, no, the dreams are crazy, and they pick off where they leave off. Like Oof. I had, um, and I'm always home in my old, like where I, like my stomping grounds. So I'm in like little Los Banos, California, and. <laughs> At first, my wife was doing drugs and was with someone else, and me and my son were trying to help her and find her. See, I, I put it. On, I put it on. Uh, do not. Uh, you know what it's Third. called. But yeah. it's still there's. Still there's like a setting down. there that's like no. It's like really like there's a do not disturb, and then there's a next level do not disturb. So. <laughs> Okay, maybe if I put it on uh, airplane mode. I mean, we're fine unless you have okay. people blowing you up. I hope not. <laughs> that was the uh, that was my buddy, uh, one of the marine riders. He's probably wanting to go ride. He's probably checking on me because of the dog, actually. You know, because I've been riding Harleys lately. That's another big thing I've been into. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. My bodyguard sold me his bike. And he's got it right now. Um, he went to go do Army Ranger School and ended up send, selling me his Harley, but then he got hurt during Army Ranger School and then came back. So he hasn't bought another bike yet. And he, he sold his vehicle before he went to Ranger School. So he sold his Pathfinder, sold me the Harley. He's like, I'm going to Ranger School when I get back. I'll buy something new, da 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 da. But he ended up getting hurt during Ranger School. Damn, and so um, you got the Harley? Yeah, but it's it's still mine. He's just he's got it right this minute. But um, I'm actually starting to itch. I'm probably gonna call him. I need to go for a ride. But um, I always, but it's, yeah, uh, I never did a Harley's. I always did like the crotch rockets. Yeah, like uh, yeah, I'm glad I'm, I'm alive. A Harley guy. <laughs> I'm definitely a Harley guy. You know, you just I'm that. That's just right. Me. Well, yeah, I, it matches you. And it's red. Nice. It matches your Versace Versace. Yeah, my Versace Versace. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, hey, I, I wouldn't mind riding a crotch rocket, though. They're cool, but I feel like they're I hurt dangerous. myself. They're just dangerous. Yeah, they're just yeah. like. I'm, I mean, I, I'm that guy that'll do. I already go too quick on the Harley. Like, right, I push so that. You speed, you're a speed demon on the fucking chill bike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that part. That part. So who so did you want to acknowledge for um, your, like, I know you lost a lot of people in your life to overdose. My nephew, um, Dylan, Dylan Mack. Yeah. And um, it's been two years now. And um, he was using and he got clean and he moved up to Colorado with his mama. And um, it's crazy because they didn't even know what it was. And they found the foil with the black tar on it. And they're like, well, there's this, foil and tar stuff, uh, black stuff all over it. And I was just like, oh, man. 
And um, the way he overdosed is he got so high, he ended up throwing up and choking and just, it was a really bad situation. And just watching him grow up, man, I love that boy so much. And, you know, he kind of followed my bad footsteps and I always felt bad for that, you know? And he was doing so good. You know, he's in Colorado working at a hotel with his mama. And I guess someone came through to the hotel and they had dope and he was bored and he got it and he hadn't been using for so long and he got super loaded and it, you know, made him nauseous and it took him out, you know, and it's just crazy. You know, if, if you know, people are using, you know, love them, let them know. Don't, don't let them get away with not letting them know, you know, and don't be afraid pushing you know, them away. Hold on one second. Hey, Mallory. Mal, can you handle that for me, sweet love? My kids, I got four little ones. <laughs> I hear them. I'm in my <laughs> office in the living room, the other living room. But, uh, but, oh, yeah, so they you got were the arguing. Now. Yeah, I'm so lucky. Hey, well, no, my mama's still here. So she didn't quit, thank God. Now she just got an extra baby to take care of. She's so frustrated right now. She's like, when are you going back on tour? And get out of here, leave. <laughs> I leave on Thursday, but I'm actually going to be going on tour with Crazy Town. Who's that? Yeah, you remember that song back in the day, uh, Butterfly? Come, my lady, come, my pretty baby. You're my butterfly, sugar, okay. baby. Yeah, I'm opening up for them. That's a good friend of mine, Seth. Oh, nice. Singer. Congrats. Yeah, Where are you guys going? Oh my gosh, it's um, literally everywhere. It's a US tour. Um, I was actually gonna do just the West Coast part of it, but um, he actually put me a tour with his uh, tour agent. So I'm gonna do it so I can do the whole thing. Go back East and then come back around. And uh, like I said, I'm headed to New York on Thursday. Um, then I get back and I got a show in Dana Point, California in November. So. It's going to be good. You know, things are starting to pick up finally again. Yeah. I haven't done anything for so long. All I do is go to the gym, stay at home, hang out with the kids, which is dope. Don't get me wrong. I've been enjoying it. Um, and my wife, you know, she's a career mom. She go, she does, uh, she works for the post office and um, she loves it. So she's gone a lot, but um, it's cool for me to be here with them. It's really cool for me to be here with them. Yeah, My mom I mean, wanted to go back home to California, but with the C word and all that craziness, I don't want to give it no power. Right. Um, I just, I don't want to go back. I'm like, just stay here with us. Yeah, just, just hang stay out. here. I'll be on the road soon. You know, you need, you want your babies. This world <laughs> is so freaking crazy right now. Yep. That's why I feel like, cause it's like, you know, what can you possibly do for these people that you've lost? And it's like, you can basically just live your life to the fullest every day because, you know, like we only have one life and it's like, you never know. It's just like, I don't know if it's harder to like, I dealt with knowing that people were going to die and watching them deteriorate in front of my face. But then I dealt with like not knowing and just getting the phone call, like so-and-so's dead, you know? So it's like, either way that you get it, it's still like fucked up. And no you just, what. yeah. And you just have to like. I think in their honor, just enjoy your life because, you know, before I got into the podcast, I was so like, okay, I got to go to work and I got to fucking make more money and da da da, da and save all this. And right. but for what, like, for what, like, why not fucking invest in something else that makes me happy? And then, right. 
have a different day every single day instead of being in a monotonous life that would not be good for my mental health. <laughs> right. You know, no, you're living your best life. You're living your dream. I, that's my biggest thing is I feel like I got a second chance so much. You got you know? your cat. You got nine lives. <laughs> that part. That part. And I don't want to waste no more. I'm not wasting no more. So I do that. I live every day. I was telling the kids this earlier today. I was like, look, y'all. Let's hang out on the couch and watch a show, you know? And I got my daughter, she's about to be 16. So she's just kind of doesn't want to hang out with anybody. I get it. And, um, but she's been hanging out. We watched a really cool movie yesterday together. And I'm like, let's take advantage of today. We don't know what tomorrow brings. You know, this world is so fucking crazy. And you're right. That's what we need to do for the people we lost. You know, uh, I, I said it in a post. It actually went crazy. Everybody's getting triggered by losing somebody and they want to go relapse and do all this. How about instead of go doing something bad because of those reasons, live even more. Like you just said, go live for that person that you lost. You know, somebody, you know, left you, go live for that person. You got fired from a job, go work harder at something else. Whatever hits you, combat it with positivity, love and light. Don't go give in. That's what, that's what it, the universe doesn't see. It, whatever we feed, you know, it's like the two wolves, right? We got two yeah. wolves in us, the good and the bad, right? So whatever one we feed, that's what we're going to get. And so it's real easy to be like, oh, I lost my best friend. I'm going to go do drugs. I'm going to go drink. I'm going to overeat, whatever. Nah, how about instead I'm going to get clean or I'm going to stop drinking or I'm going to stop doing drugs and I'm going to start working out. I'm going to start going to the gym. Be the best fucking you possible. And that's the best way to get back to someone if you really love that person. So I love that you said that. For real. I think it's hard for, um, I just think it's hard for people to have a chance because it's like now people are getting prescribed things left and right. And that's how it starts, you know? Cause like my brother, he was on opioids at fucking like 16 after a car accident. And then, you know, he died at 40 from heroin. So it's like, but the transition from pills was like instant when he was addicted, you know? So it's like everyone, even kids nowadays are getting addicted so early that I just feel like it's like people look at it and I look at it too. Like, I feel like half of the world doesn't even have a fucking chance because they're getting prescribed things earlier for something that's not even has to do with what they need. And then now they have an addiction to something. And now like people say like weed's a gateway drug. No fucking pills are a gateway drug because you want to get that's that feeling. Right. So it's hard to, you know what I mean? I feel like it's hard for people to be like, okay, let me, you know, go do something positive because they've been addicted from such a young age. So it's just like this cycle. I feel like it's hard to break. No, it is. It is. And that's why people like us, like I've gotten, I kind of took off on the TikTok thing and I don't even do music on there at all. It's just motivation, inspiration. And I get on there every day and I'm like, yo, rise and shine, y'all. Let's go out there and get it today, you know? And, and I speak specifically to the people and I try to motivate and inspire and light a fire under their ass. You know what I mean? Because it's like you said, it's that cycle, but so many folks are hitting me up on there and telling me, thank you so much, man. Your videos are helping me. I got three days clean or, you know, I was, I was, I'm clean, but I'm trying to stay that way. Thank you for that positivity. So doing things like this podcast, me doing right. what I'm doing, your show in general, like there needs to be more of that, you know? So people watching, even if you're dreaming about doing something, go fucking do it, go fucking do it. You know what I'm saying? And, and be that other person to motivate. Like we said, 
You know, when someone does what you're doing, that's the most beautiful form of flattery in the world. You know, we want to inspire that. We want people to pick up the torch and take it off that way. And getting you know, those messages really does make you feel good because you're like, oh, wow, I'm actually making a difference in somebody's life that I have no idea, no idea who they are, never met them. But right. for some something I said or did, you know, made you feel like you could connect with me. So, right. you know, that's what it's about. It keeps me going. I'm not even going to lie to you. I'll get I'll get someone being like, I hate your nails. Why are your nails like that? Are they going off on me right now? I'll be like, okay, I don't know why you're so worried about my pretty nails, but whatever. And then I'll get someone call me their hero. And I was telling my one of my aunties yesterday, I said, I'm somebody's hero. And she said, yeah. I said, yeah, I'm thinking about having my mama make me a cake. I was, you know, but it does though. It feels so good to know that me sharing my story me talking about what I've been through is actually making a difference in the next person's life. And I'm gonna keep doing it. You know what I mean? I'm gonna keep doing it. And I hope they do the same thing, you know, same thing. And I know you feel it too. When people tell you like, thank you, that shit hits home and it makes you want to keep going. Right. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. This is actually, you know, affecting people. Cause you don't realize how much something might affect somebody or help somebody just like a little thing. And I was never like a super kind person, like going out of my way to help people. So, right. <laughs> you know, so now it's like, people are like, Oh, you're really, you know, helping me talk. When you talk about these things, I'm like, damn, like, I just, I just always talk about these things or I just always talk about like some, you know what I mean? Whatever I can relate to as far as traumas I want to talk about. Right. So if I can relate to it or it's affected me, then we can talk about it. Just like you can tell people how to get clean because you've been there. So. Right. Absolutely. See, Look at that. You as a meanie. You know, my <laughs> wife is mean. I love it, though. And she's, all, well, and she's, she's from the another same planet. So. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But no, so what are your plans with the show? How are things going with the show? Like, what's your idea for right now with all this craziness going on? Um. So I'm doing great. I'm just uh, I'm actually rebranding right now. So um, my new website should be up by end of next month. And awesome. I'm just going to start streaming through there. And that's uh, dope. yeah, it's going to be great. So that's dope. I'm excited. So I just had a photo shoot yesterday. Um, websites already like halfway done. My manager is great. So yeah, I'm just going, I'm just going full force. I had to take a step back and say, okay, is this something that I really want to invest in further? Right. You know, is it something that I feel like is really going to do something and really be how I want it to be? And so I was like, I took a weekend and I was like, do you want to go back to your nine to five for the rest of your life? Or do you want to fucking have a great time for the rest of your life? Right. <laughs> and that's what, and that's all that it took. And I was just like, no, bitch, like you better keep grinding. So, that's right. yeah. And it'll happen. You got this. You got this. You know, I tell people, they're like, what's the trick? What's the trick? I said, don't give up. Don't give up. Pretty much. Yep. Consistency. And, and, and if you fall down, get your ass up, dust the fuck off. You know, sometimes you may fall a little bit harder. You know, sometimes that wall might be a little bit bigger, but just keep going. If you believe it in your heart, it, nothing else matters. You know what I mean? And, and there's going to be people that try to stop you from doing it. And it's just like that with getting clean. There's going to be negative people. I told a buddy of mine was telling me that he's like, when I got sober, I lost all my friends. I said, no, you didn't. You lost your drinking buddies. Hey, that's it. I go in and what are they doing? You know, pick up a hobby, find out something that you love now and go after that. You know what I mean? You don't got to just, just cause you quit drinking have fun. 
Right. You still live your life. Do something else. You know, and some folks can drink. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't drink, you know, um, but some of us can't. I just you feel like if you, if you can't handle your vice, don't do it. Like, no, <laughs> you know, part, right. There. Right. Because I'm never I don't ever want to be that guy that's like, oh, you do this and that and too good holier than thou and all that other stuff. No, no, no. Like, I can't drink. I turn into a monster. You know what I'm saying? I can't do drugs. I turn into a monster. I had trouble with my THC. I went to my CBD because I knew, you know? And um, I think uh, I can see myself smoking again when I can grow it myself. Yeah. I feel like it's a lot to do with the what I was smoking, you know? Well, I was actually thinking that because someone pointed out to me that um, it's not like, you know, when you get it from the plug, it's not tested. Right. And I'm like, I never thought about that. Like all the weed I've smoked, I never thought about what the fuck is on it. Cause I didn't realize it could be sprayed with shit or mold or whatever. So you're putting all that into your lungs. If you're smoking, especially how much you were smoking, you know, it's just like, yeah. so, um, whoever has the cheap dispensary connect, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> She's like, that's what I'm looking for. We need to Still get you a sponsor for the show. <laughs> you need a sponsor for the show. Period. Period. <laughs> working that on part. it. We're working on it. We're going to have to do a little post. I'll repost it for you. Let me know. You know? But yeah, because like, you know, you never know. So it's not like everything is, you know, basically moderation for people. So you don't want to fucking be smoking an ounce of something and you don't even know where it came from, what farm, who grew it, who touched it. Like, right. Because it's medicine. Once you look at it as medicine and not just like the pot that you get from the local pot dealer, once you realize the, you know, that it's medicine and it's powerful, Then you're going to get your medicine from, yeah. Like how you would get it from a pharmacy. Yep, absolutely. And you, and you can look on it and look at the jar and be like, oh, this has this and know what the terpenes are. Because my friend T, she's taught me so much. And, you know, the terpene profile and all What's your favorite things. terpene? Oh, I know that I don't smoke lim limonene. Or, okay. It, see, I, that's what I love. See, I have to stay away from that one. <laughs> Gets you too, like... <laughs> yes. Going? <laughs> Yes, that's the one I know to stay away from. I'm good with everything else, but that is the one I stay away from. The pinanine or the other one? I can't even pinene. say it right up front. That one's good. Yeah, I like pinanine and limonene. Yeah. I'm an upper person, you know? Yeah, I'm a, I gotta slow down because I'm already full of energy, you know? That'd be too much for me. I, I, I go too hard in the paint. Too hard in the paint. So I feel like, what do you think is like the best um, thing for people to do that people that know they know someone with an addiction or have an addiction themselves, I think, well, first, if you know someone with an addiction, what do you think is the best thing to do? Obviously, like you have to be checking on them. Right. Um, you got to look in on them. You got to physically don't... at their house, like physically go to their house, yes. see how they're living. Because I feel like that that's what really was crazy for me was. When I went to my brother's house after he passed away and after I got the call, I had to go fucking grab whatever I could salvage from the house. And the cops already warned me like it was like a mess, you know, and I'm like, OK, whatever. So we get in there and it's like something off fucking TV. And I'm just like, how did no one know that he was living like this? Right. And so I asked my mom, like, you know, you've been you live 10 minutes away. How come you haven't been there? And she's like, literally. For the past like six months, I've been telling him I was going to come over and he just comes over to my house. You know, he's just like, oh, no, don't worry. I'll come over. Or, And she's like, well, you know, if it's messy, like I can help you clean it. It's not a big deal, you know, but it was like right. completely upside down. 
Um, and you could tell that the addiction was so embedded that it's just crazy how you can hide it. So I feel like if you know someone with an addiction, you definitely have to pull up on them, see how they're living, like make sure they're eating or fucking, you know what I mean? There's a lot of signs to addiction. Joel, and, and you're also, the one thing an addict doesn't want is you to intrude on their space, right? Because they are trying to hide it. That's a big part of it. So when you do show up, yeah, it's going to make them uncomfortable, but it's also going to have them like, damn, they really care. Because we trick ourselves, right? When I was in my addiction, I was like, my mom doesn't love me. She doesn't care. And I'd be like, mom, I need some money or this and that. And she'd be like, no. And I'd be like, you don't love me. You know, I'd get upset, get mad. Oh, you don't love me. You know, but when I think it's forced and shown that you love them when you show up, you know what I mean? Bring them some food, stop by. Hey, what's going on? How you feeling? How you living? You know, you don't gotta be like, yo, I know you're a juggie, da 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 da. Nah, be like, hey, how you feeling? Show them that you love them. Let them know, you know what I mean? And if it happens and that conversation comes up, you know, talk to them about it. But remember the one thing that's so important is no matter how bad you want them to get clean, until they want to get clean, they are not going to get clean. They have to want it. You wholeheartedly have to want it. The reason- You can't force that, adults. No, no, you can't. And all you're going to do is cause a problem and a divide between you and them. The more you try to force it, the worse it's going to get. And it's just, I think, showing that you love them. Just let them know. And you know, I've had people tell me, I'm going to find out who the dealer is. And I'm going to go beat the dealer up. They'll get another one. Oh, yeah. My my mom was like so mad. She's like, he should go to jail for murder. And I'm like, Ma, he's a drug dealer. Like, what are you talking about? Right. You know, I'm like, he got to eat, too. What if, you don't know what the fuck his, his life is. You know, I never saw it like. I never looked at drug dealers that way because keep it real. Shit. Yeah, like it's the truth. Everyone's got to eat. It's a fucked up cycle. But right. Yeah, I mean that whole. It's just kind of like, it's just crazy when you think about it. Like how people, I don't know, just how the the addiction, how people end up. The sad part for me is like you died with a needle in your arm. Okay, like that's what's sad for me is like that's how you went out. You know, left there for three fucking days. When I woke up with mine, it was, yeah, I, and I didn't, I'm like, how am I not dead? Or am I dead even at first when I would wake up with it in my arm? Like, yo, like what? And, um, yeah, no, that, that, that hurts the most. And you think of them being there alone and, and it, and it sucks, you know? And did you ever have any signs from like the people that passed? Like, have you ever had signs from them? I feel like I do a lot. I feel like my nephew. You know, he's the only one. I've had a couple other people. I did have one of my homegirls that it was crazy because I, I left before she had got high and we we're all in the motel. I don't know if I think I told you about this. And I left and then she had got loaded with everybody. Well, she passed. They propped her up in the hotel and left her. Mm. And I would always just feel like I'd see her, you know, not really a sign, but I'd be like, so I don't like to go back home. There's just so much bad memories. And then there's people that I loved and that I hung out with and that I got loaded with. And then people that I didn't get loaded with that are now riding 10 speeds around town with, with vice grips and flashlights in their back pockets and living in fucking tents and shit. High school football players that were stars on the football team that now walk around town all day. Like it's fucking crazy. And that's a big part of why I don't like to go home. You know, it hurts. And there's signs everywhere, but um, my nephew, um, 
I definitely feel him a lot. And I don't really bring it up and I don't talk to him. My, my poor mom, it broke her heart. Like he was really close to us. Like growing up, his mama worked so much. And uh, I, I had a girlfriend that I was with for a long time when I was younger. And so we would babysit him, you know, and she would just watch him. So he like really grew up with me, right. you know? And um, my mom was almost like a grandma to him, you know? And so I, I just, things will happen and I'll just kind of feel them, you know? Probably same stuff that happens to you, you know? Because I know you had a bond with your brother. So I know, I know their energies around us is like, I just know it. Yeah, well, I now I've been more getting into like the angel numbers and like things like that. Oh, yeah. so, so I always like, cause I was always, I was seeing 420 everywhere. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is this? So I looked at the angel number and it means like your angels are with you, your lost ones or yeah. beloved lost ones or whatever, are like with you at all times. Yep. And I was just like, and I just felt like some like strange feeling of like contentment. And it's weird because I feel like with, I'm really weird with death. Like I'm like in shock and then I get like upset, but then it like passes really quickly. And then it only comes about on those days, like today. And then like their birthdays um, or yeah, like their birthdays or their death days, you know, that's like the only time and I'll like start feeling weird. And then I'm like, why am I fucking emotional? And then I'll look at the date and I'm like, oh shit, you know? But like, right. other than that, it's not something that I think about all the time because I feel like I already know there's something bigger than what we're in and they're fucking having a ball in it. Oh, absolutely. They got to transcend. I was even, that's, it's, it's crazy. Like, like today being my grandfather's birthday. Like this is like they they got to cross over, you know. It's not bad where they're at. We are in the bad part, and you're we're gonna in see revelation that. right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, we really at. are. Hey, check it out. And I'm not big religious dude, but I I read the Bible front to back over and over in prison. It was the only book I could get when I was in the hole, and so I spent a year in the hole just reading it. And I'm like, the other day I was talking to a buddy of mine, and I'm like, bro. I was like, everything that I read in this book, bro, is right now. <laughs> and I'm like, if we get a big world war and stuff starts cracking off, that's it. If we get a disease and then this, you know, the sea came. I don't want to give it no power. Um, no power. Uh, that whole situation blows my mind because I don't really know what it is, you know. I believe it's something and I believe people are getting sick. But um, I'm not anti-vaccine, but. I've never had vaccines. I never got the flu shot. See, this is the thing. People think you're anti-vaccine because you're pro-choice about your own fucking body, which is insanity. So I just had this conversation two days ago with um, someone from New York because it was National Individual Rights Day. And I was like, what better day to talk about this than now? Because literally right. we feel like our rights are being taken from us that we're born with that we're, you know, just put in place forever. So... I'm definitely on the whole your body, your choice thing. So, and I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that. And it's important. And that's why I tell people, do what you gotta do. I'm not knocking you, you know, but I I never did. Like, it's not something I ever did, you know? Um, I got because a cold you knew the plant, other day. Because like, you knew plant medicine and you knew that your immune system was, you were taught that from a young age, right? When you're taught something right. from a young age, you remember it rather than being taught right some bullshit that you don't need to know about. Right. Absolutely. And plant medicine does it. And I, uh, it's kind of cool. 
I was talking to my buddy and I was like, bro, I got a cold. And he's like, no, go get tested right away. I'm like, bro, I have a cold. Like I get a cold <laughs> once right. a year. People are I allowed get to get colds still. Yeah. But everything that people are going in and getting tested for a cold and they're telling them it's something else. And I don't feel like that's true. I kind of feel like they're saying it is what it ain't. You know what I mean? I mean, at this point, I just am total like down the rabbit hole. So <laughs> like, okay. I, I just already know that like we are. We need to have sure. another talk off of right, screen. Right, off YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> we got to flag it. <laughs> yep, you, me and David, me and David get into some deep conversations. David, yeah, David never, on the show you too, know right? what? David never answered me after the first interview. <laughs> You know what? Because he got never so busy. responded to me. Told me he was gonna come on my radio show and then just never responded. Because his life went quick, fast. Like <laughs> I was like, okay, I, I was everything. Like, she got on my couch, shit. <laughs> right? At least I got you that time. <laughs> hey, there you go. That's it. <laughs> Done. Right. <laughs> I, you know, he's like my little brother, and I never see him. Our our daughters are actually best friends, so it's kind of cool. Oh, nice. They do the Fortnite thing there every night. I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm on the phone. So, and I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what are you guys doing? Fortnite or not Fortnite, uh, <laughs> Minecraft. I trip out on what these kids build. They just built for our dog a huge palace and like, oh, it's super dope. They oh, did. on they, the video game? Yeah, on the game. And like, oh, my phone's getting low. It's not too low, though. It's good. Um, on the video game. And it's got like a crown and she's got guards and she loved watermelon, right? So they like gave her watermelon and she's got this moat around her castle and it's really cool. Really, really cool. Yeah, she was definitely uh, the most amazing dog ever. She touched a lot of hearts. You know, I didn't realize how many people really until she crossed because so many people hit me up and posted pictures they had from when they were here. My cousin Brock Weaver, you know, my little brother Loveless and pictures of her with glasses on. And, you know, she was just such a lover. Just such a good dog. Gentle Giant. She was a- uh, Yeah, it's, uh, it sucks that they live so short, you know? It's crazy. And and then I, you know, I start to read up on them and Ken Corso's only lived eight to 10 years, you know? Like, I'm like, what? That's, yeah, because you know, they're so big. Yep. That's why the next dog, I want to get something small. I have a poodle and I love him to death. His name's Donnie and he's a little <laughs> guy, but, and I know he ain't going nowhere. My but, hot dog um, lived till 18. Wow. She was 18 when she died. She survived a fucking pit bull, fucking mall. Like, All of that. <laughs> wow. She was an OG. <laughs> That's that. I want a chihuahua. A chihuahua? I'm a chihuahua guy. Yeah, I've always wanted. I had one chihuahua. I could definitely see Marlo. you with a chihuahua on your shoulder. Right? Just kicking it. <laughs> Riding my Harley with him in a little thing in front of me. <laughs> I can uh, see it. What up, Big Bob? Big Bob. Big Bob Bros. Miami in the building. Yeah, what's going on, y'all? Blessings and love. Yeah, I want to do this again, too. Yeah, I just feel like um, I never even I never used to talk about like you know my past or the things I grew up around. So I feel like with the podcast, it's just like so nice to talk about these things because everyone goes through them, you know. So now in We're my so not alone. 
Yeah, in my um, section now, I have like a health and wellness section for my podcast. So that's where I want to put everything towards like holistic health, mental health, physical, spiritual, whatever. Yeah, that's so dope. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down to totally come on and do more stuff. And that's what I'm getting big into the health. Also, you got to have my brother, the balance guru. You got to get him on. This dude is so fucking incredible and knows the human body in such a way like, like Bruce Lee. Like, honestly, that's the only other person that I know. Page. Yeah, I will. His name is Travis. He's also a veteran. He's a Marine. And, uh, but he's the balance guru. He was just on Italy's Got Talent. Um, he's been on America's Got Talent. He did an, the big, the big show, the something. Um, he was just on that show. He's been doing a lot. And he's actually got a, a celebrity boxing match coming up. But he's just so. He's got a plethora of just knowledge when it comes to the human body. And whenever we get hurt, we call him. And he'll come to my house with these contraptions. And like I pulled a muscle in my leg and he brought these things over and put them on and turned them on. And they like got tight and then gave my leg a massage. And it was just amazing. Like he's always got all the cool gadgets, you know, and he knows he knows the body. Like this dude's bananas. And he's actually has the world's record for handstands. <laughs> I want him to do the crate challenge on his hands. Fuck that challenge. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I don't give a shit. I've seen too many people eat shit. Okay, Big Bob said he's been clean since 2012. Off black and oxys. Come on now. Congrats, Big Bob. That's right, Big Bob. Much love to you, family. Growing the bud. That's right. So cannabis is your exit too, right? He said I like to blow the strippers. <laughs> that's right i ain't mad at you bob and i think that's what everyone yeah i think everyone i've seen that does blow is in a strip club right good for you though that's right man deborah way to go big bob thank you deborah it's all about yeah all about talking about it and then you know you're not alone you know Right. No, that's what you, like we said earlier, us having this conversation, open it up, even the people that don't decide to say anything and don't, you know what I mean? That are just listening in. It's, it's medicine for them, you know, to not feel bad. You know, we talked about seeing signs and feeling our loved ones reaching out. You know, people need to hear that. Most definitely. I needed to talk about it today. You know what I mean? I'm, this is, I miss my nephew, you know, and when you gave me the opportunity to dedicate our podcast to somebody, you know, that makes allows me to bring Dylan up, you know? And yeah, that's why I feel like I don't ever say his name, you know? So his name was Jeremy. Thanks for Jeremy. Jeremy? Like Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I never, yeah, I never really hear his name because it's like, you know, my mom's so fucked up and upset from it. And she's been getting better now. I've been helping her a lot with like, I think healing herself. And then that kind of heals other pains. So, um, yeah, so yeah, just say, say their name more often or like, you know, fucking post a picture about them and ask people what their favorite memory was or whatever, you know, cause then it's like people keep them alive, keep them around. Yeah. Cause it's like, it feels like, you know, my best friend's been dead for five, five years now. And my brother has been four years. It was one year after the other, but. Right. It feels like it was like fucking yesterday, you know? 
So it does, yeah, and, and it'll all, it'll always feel like that. Like that time doesn't go. Hey, baby boy, would you get my charger box for me in my room, in my bedroom? Yeah, and the cord. I don't want my phone to die. What percent are you on? I it's it already went down past the. Uh, Oh. oh yeah, it's it's at the red. It doesn't even say <laughs> we're in the red. <laughs> we are in. We are low. <laughs> we're an Egyptian lover. If we were driving, I would need to pull over and get gas right now, for sure. All right. Well, it's all good. Um, I appreciate you coming on and talking about it. Absolutely. I know because we said it was like kind of a somber day, but honestly, I felt like. I don't know. I guess maybe because I'm just doing re really good with myself mentally that today usually would be a more somber day for me. But I got like got it out early and then went about my day and just didn't, you know, didn't let it like kind of affect me as as far as it should. Because, it, again, I feel like at this point you can't do anything like they're gone. So, right. And like we said, they're fucking doing way better than us. <laughs> yeah, they're in a good place. Us right. Not so like that just. That makes me happy knowing that they're in a better place, you know? Right. No, absolutely. And we're going to keep living for them. And we're going to, like we said earlier, it's not being upset. It's not going and doing something bad, but rather living even more so. Right. Take no. that energy, put it somewhere positive. Right. Go chase a dream and, and involve them in it, you know? Start a business and name it after them. You know, there's so much stuff that we can do. You know, I had somebody tell me, well, I'm not a singer like you. And I'm like, that's, you don't have to sing to have a dream. You know, you could do anything to have a dream. You know, there's all kinds of things that you could do. I'm almost saved here. Sorry. <laughs> Yay. We're going to be all right. <laughs> I just don't know how people let their phones die. Like. If mine goes under 50, I'm like, oh no, I need a charger. <laughs> well, it was it was good a minute ago. Oh, there we go. It was good a minute ago. And then I don't know what happened. It's the it you probably had it too long. Yeah. For a new one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm gonna tell my wife that. I'm gonna be like, babe, I definitely need a new phone. That's what Apple Why does. They be like, either. they fuck your shit up once it's time for a new one to come out so you can buy a new phone. I get a new one every year, always. I'm always like, oh, my mic doesn't work. I can't hear myself. <laughs> I'm a singer. I'm an influencer. I have to be able to, you know, I got to have a good phone. But hey, it's you better work them sponsorship packages. <laughs> Come on. That's what I'm talking about. But no, so that's when's your next show? Um, so I am in New York, Boston, New York, upstate New York, on right by Niagara Falls on uh, Saturday, this Saturday. And I'm hosting, I'm the MC of the event, and then I'm actually gonna perform. I wasn't going to perform, but uh, I was like, you know what, I'm not gonna go up there and see all these amazing people and not hit the stage, because that's what I love to do, you know? So I'm actually gonna be performing there, and then um, I'll be going on tour with Crazy Town. So right. that starts in October, so. Sweet, I'll oh, so you close. y'all somewhere. You gearing yes. up. I'm so ready, I'm so ready. <laughs> oh. I can't wait. I want those long nights on the bus, you know, waking up, don't know where I'm at. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> and not because of drugs, just because right. it was, you know. <laughs> right. 
This like, time, the <laughs> yes, I'm ready for it. And I'll be right. doing. I'm gonna film. I'm gonna film and do a vlog of uh, of my little journey uh, to yeah, New York definitely. this week. I'm trying to. I, I wish I had someone to follow me to do a vlog. Yes, you know, like fucking BTS all the time. That's that, that's what I mean. But you should. The do dogs it. can't hold a camera. <laughs> you got to teach them. You got to teach them how to do that. <laughs> Just like put it on their heads. Yeah, put a little GoPro on them. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> the little shark fin inside. There's a camera. All right. Well, we'll definitely. Um, I'll bring you back for a mental health Monday. Absolutely. Or a taboo Tuesday, whatever you feel. Let me like. know. Let me know. I'm with it all the way. But I appreciate it. And I'm glad that we got to say their names today and just, you know, talk about it. And if any, whoever's watching this again, if anyone has an addiction or knows someone, just go and fucking talk to them and um, make sure you know where their head's at. Let them know you love them. You care about them. And, um, you know, if you have an addiction, hit up Sober Junkie because he's got his fucking kick kit. Yes. Say that five times fast. <laughs> and it works. I'm telling you, it's not a miracle, but it'll help you, you know, because we know that withdrawal process is the hardest thing to get through. Word. So thank you so much. I appreciate you, everything. Love. All right. I'll talk to Peace. you later. Peace. See you later. Bye. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining the live for National Overdose Awareness Day. Um, yeah, it sucks losing people. And it's just life, unfortunately. That's what I've learned. You know, you can say you're sorry as many times as you want to the person, but like, there's nothing you can really say to them if they lost someone. So just be a good support system. And uh, yeah, remember they're all in a better place. But I hope everyone has a great night. I'm about to go eat. Um, until next time, stay motivated, stay elevated. Big Bob, congrats to you. Congrats to anyone that's, you know, going clean or uh, working on themselves or their addiction. So until next time, peace.